And again, another fantastic episode coming your way today, guys. We are in person and live today. And, you know, one of the biggest topics that's come around recently has been interest rates. And when interest rates are dropping, we get questions about refinancing and restructuring. Now, today's episode was primarily focused around restructuring and refinancing investments and investment properties, or for the purposes of buying investment properties. So we covered a lot of ground we had a ton of great conversation. Uh, Derek and Dean brought up some great points. We hashed through them and we'd love to hear some feedback. Now, remember, if you own a piece of real estate or are thinking about buying a piece of real estate as your mortgage broker, we are looking out for you. And if you'd like to uh, look at working with us, make sure to just send us a message or a note. The other fun thing that we're doing is if you leave us a rating or review, and hopefully it's five stars, come on, five star review, uh, just send us a screenshot and let us know. We are giving away a little prize package to anybody that leaves us a five-star review uh, or any review and uh, lets us know. So make sure to do that. And if you're loving the show, guys, tell somebody, share it, subscribe, give us some feedback, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. If you're watching the video here today, we're here on Sunday, Monday. 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 <laughs> Holiday Monday. <laughs> we're, here once. we're here someday, Holiday Monday, and we're going to talk about uh, why now is probably the best time to consider refinancing, not just your mortgage, but refinancing from an investment standpoint as well. Um, clearly, we have no idea where we are, when we are, and what's going on. It's COVID year. So, <laughs> no, we're, we got a little bit of heat. So, um, welcome to the show, guys. Um, again, if you guys don't know us, I'm Alex. This is Dean, and uh, we got Derek Williamson behind me. And we are really excited today because we're going to talk about refinancing and restructuring your loan from an investment standpoint. Um, and we're going to talk a bit about, you know, interest rates today, uh, property values, payments, restructuring your payments, amortization, and then what kind of opportunities that we're seeing people go for um, and what types of things are happening right now. So we'll dig right into it. And if you're joining us a little bit late, make sure to, to check out the full show. Uh, if you don't know, this is already going to be recorded for the podcast as well. So enjoy the show and, and let's get into it, guys. So uh, interest rates, it's what everyone always, always, always wants to talk about. It's always juicy. Let's uh, let's kind of hammer into what we're seeing right now. Who wants to take yeah. it away? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll jump in for sure. This has been a, a hot topic. 2018 uh, fixed interest rates were even even early 2019 fixed interest rates were quite a bit higher than they are today. We've seen many examples of, you know, mid 3% fixed interest rates that uh, they signed up in, you know, say January, February, even of last year. And, and we're now looking at rates below 2%. So the ability to refinance, pay a penalty, and uh, essentially get that new rate has been kind of, uh, I guess, um, I don't know how to put this, but it's been a little surprising for, for a lot of clients, I think would be the best way to put it is like, why would I want to incur a penalty to, to do this? But um, just looking at really simple payment 
comparison scenarios and, and running the numbers over the remaining years of their term compared to what it would be for the new five-year term, um, it makes a lot of sense. It, it, and, and yeah, the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, so, Derek, we were talking about this a little bit earlier as well, which is uh, in, in particular investment uh, minded folks like our clients who are purchasing investment properties. I mean, we're doing this from a financial standpoint to make it make sense for you short term and long term and playing with the numbers is is key. Um, I know you had referenced a few different scenarios of clients that were in the high threes for uh, interest rates and, and maybe they're kind of uh, not really sure what to do or where things are going what are you what are you talking to your clients about right now who maybe own investment properties and is there any advice or key considerations around the timing of refinancing yeah i mean obviously somebody that owns an investment property you bought that property for a purpose which is to create wealth or cash flow like it's it's to make money off right like you don't buy an investment property not to make money so interest rates are tied into that dramatically and people might not realize but you know if rates came down from three percent to two percent it's what it's only 1%, right? But 1% on four or five, six hundred thousand dollars is actually a very dramatic number. Um, just as a quick example, I mean, five hundred thousand dollars at three percent is about 21, just over twenty one hundred dollars a month, right? That's your uh, monthly mortgage payment. Now, if you drop that rate to two percent, which is kind of in ballpark right now, the payment drops to 1848. So it's about $250 a month, right? And that's just the monthly cash flow component. So if it's a rental property, that could be $250 extra per month into your bank account as profit or cash flow. But in behind that, there's the principal and interest as well, right? Like you're paying a lot more principal within that payment, uh, which means that at the end of your term, your mortgage is going to be paid down quite a bit more uh, and less money to the bank. I think one of the best scenarios to look at is 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 a real life scenario where somebody actually had to incur a pretty large penalty and, and in the scenario that we had this week, somebody had to take a, a essentially pay a ten thousand dollar penalty, and that that ten thousand didn't come like out of their pocket, so to speak, at that time. It was added to their to their new mortgage. So we just took the ten thousand and increased the mortgage by ten thousand dollars. And in that scenario, it was a three point two nine rate, and they went to a two point zero five percent interest rate and they still by incurring that ten thousand dollars they still drop their monthly payment by 285 dollars a month and and at the end of the term they would have paid off fifteen hundred yeah just over fifteen hundred dollars more in principal so not only did they increase cash flow but they paid more of their mortgage off after paying 10 grand one thing i like about that too right now is that we're getting some level of cost certainty in the future was something which which is something we don't think about so um you know the government or i should say the bank of canada when they did their last announcement in july came out and, and made a point to say that they're expecting at least the key interest rate to stay low for the next two years or until about 2022 um after 2022 we don't know what's going to happen but you know if people are sitting on the fence and wondering like is it a good time now or is it a good time in a year from now or three months from now every single month that you're paying the interest rate you're paying right now you are paying more in interest so from a timeline standpoint if we look at where interest rates are at right now i mean they're extraordinarily low and you're getting cost certainty for not just two more years or three more years but for five years into the term which is huge which is just, honestly that sometimes that's just a matter of confidence in the whole in the whole situation right um so let's let's talk a little bit about so so again let's talk about property values as it pertains to why you would restructure your investment property like today in particular. Um, do you have any good examples on your end, Derek, about things that we've seen in the last three months relative, or even two months relative to like a year ago? 
Yeah, I mean, it was interesting going through COVID. There was a lot of predictions about a big slowdown and, and you know, everything falling off a cliff and property values declining. Uh, and we probably had a little bit of fear at the beginning because, you know, the phone stopped and people kind of stayed home. Nobody knew it was going to happen. And now we're into August uh, and July was probably one of the busiest Julys that we've had in years. And we've had some very busy markets in the lower mainland. Uh, I, I don't know the exact stat, but they were up there. I think they were close to 800 additional sales compared to last July which is huge right um, and when that happens you know there's multiple offers there's there's five ten people going on every single property people are outbidding and, and it's creating that kind of that heat in the market that drives values up right and when it drives values up if it's a rental property or an investment property and you want to take advantage of the equity in your home there's no better time while values are high right you can extract up to 80 percent of the property value so if your house is worth a million dollars you can take a mortgage of eight hundred thousand, assuming that you qualify and you know if you're pulling money out or getting a line of credit you can use that for maybe another investment property a lot of people are investing into the stock market right now so uh timing is everything just like the stock market is you want to be able to time it when rates are low and values are high and I just think it's a really incredible time to actually tackle something like this right now yeah I don't think the idea of values can be overstated enough one of the challenges that we had as we just entered the COVID uh, I guess situation is that there was a lot of uncertainty around values so like just a roadmap of the year from January up until about February, it was pretty typical winter market where people were just not really sure where things were going at. We were getting a lot of calls for pre-approvals. These types of things were happening. And there was some uncertainty around the global events uh, as it pertains to, you know, what was happening with the coronavirus. And then literally what was the last week of February up into the first two weeks of our first two weeks of March, it was it really started. If you guys can remember, like it was hot, like uh, the market was on fire. And um, one of the challenges that we were already seeing was to some degree when we were doing refinances, the values of those refinances were not coming up as high as what we would have pot like potentially considered because there just wasn't enough track record yet, right? There wasn't enough value shown yet in those timelines, which is why I think now looking back after two or three months of basically a torrid pace in the marketplace, we can say, well, values have been proven now to have shown higher biggest reason is those properties are now starting to close so like the the market took off in that like i guess end of may early june it took off and that's where all these offers were coming in like crazy and um, now they're starting to actually complete so those sales are actually being registered on mls and then appraisers can actually use that value to verify what your value should be when we're going to refinance it so uh, that's why we're now really starting to see some of these values come in yeah yeah i mean it opens up opportunity for people too because we had people like you mentioned appraisals coming in low we had people that bought maybe in 2017 2018 where values were high and rates were coming down and they were trying to refinance to get into a different product but because the values had come down they actually couldn't because there wasn't enough equity in the home right so they were restricted from doing what they wanted to do so values increasing allows people to take advantage of that whereas you know maybe six months ago they couldn't yeah. yeah. And actually, that's a good. Hey, guys, listen, if you're listening to this right now and if you're not sure if your property value is high enough, reach out to us. We have uh, fantastic appraisers that we actually work with who will provide us with estimates without actually physically visiting your property to understand where your current value is. You can borrow 80 percent of today's value. And 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 keep in mind, like we're we're going to do that for you at no cost from your perspective. So just again, if you're listening and you're not really sure where your value is at today and maybe it was lower six to 12 months ago, let us know. Yeah, that, that's what I was just going to touch on. Like, don't hesitate to figure out what your value is. And if, if there's any sort of um, 
hesitation in refinancing uh, just knowing that the market is good now and the, the, your house is probably worth more than it might be if there is a second wave which we'll, we'll touch on later but if there's a second wave of coronavirus and we do see an impact uh, refinancing now while values are here or that's probably going to be your best bet. So let's move on to payments and restructuring your loan. So one of the things that we know is from an investment standpoint, your loan and your property is essentially like a tool. And that's the best way to explain it. It's the lowest basically cost of capital you're ever going to get access to to continue to grow your portfolio. But a thing that's not considered enough is the power of reamortizing and restructuring to essentially help you buy more real estate and what that looks like. And I think there's a lot of miscommunications and confusion around that. It's kind of like that miscommunication of like how much my car loan is really matters. No, at the end of the day, it's your payment that matters, right? Um, so, you know, in that scenario, Dean, I think uh, you had mentioned, what was the drop in terms of uh, uh, of payment on that? $285 a month reduction. So $285 a month. Now let's put that in mortgage terminology. So basically for anyone that's listening to this, it's basically 400 to 420 bucks a month for every $100,000 of mortgage money. So that's equal to over $50,000 of mortgage qualification. And then if we add in the rental calculation, even more. So just considering where you're at right now, if you were a position, whether it was on your primary residence or an investment property that you were restructuring and you could take advantage of that $500,000 dropping 285 bucks, that could be the difference of you qualifying just on your own for an extra basically $60,000, $80,000. Or if we add in that rental calculation, maybe even up to 120 or more. But keep in mind like that 285 is just from an interest rate, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you are in this investment property for say five years already, and you're going to re-amortize out to 30 years, your payment's going to come down even more, yeah. right? Like it could drop four or $500 if you do it properly. Yeah. And that just means if, if there was ever a time to look at upsizing your rental property or getting that, you know, maybe more desirable property for the purpose of rental, now is the time because you could potentially qualify for more, right? And it, that's that makes a significant impact. An additional $50,000 gets you that extra bedroom and how much more income is that going to be uh, from a rental perspective, right? And appreciation is higher as well, right? Yeah, I think and, and to your point, Derek, and sorry to cut you off there, uh, and I want to just really make sure that anyone listening to this understands what Derek was was chatting about there, just, just to reframe that. So when I was talking before about that 285, that was, to Derek's point, just simply just the payment being reduced just because the interest rate went down. Again, if you only, let's say, owed $200,000 and uh, to, to, to your point, Derek, and that was, uh, uh, you know, 20 years or 25 years remaining on the term, that extra five years of re-amortizing your loan can also drop your payment, like you said, $200 more. There, there's over $100,000 of findings just by restructuring the loan, just like that. So, so pretty neat to think about it from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, some people listening to this might go like, well, why would you want to re-amortize your mortgage, right? Like, don't you want to pay it down quicker? Isn't that the goal? And everybody has different goals when they buy investment properties. So knowing what it is that you want to get out of it, some people do want to pay it off, right? And they want to throw as much money as they can. And other people want to stretch it out and they want cash flow, right? Like immediate cash flow. And some people will stretch it out as much as they can, pull money out, and they'll leave their properties leveraged as, as much as they possibly can so that they can further invest, right? You might see people with five rental properties and they're all at the max but now they're creating five times the cash flow yeah. right so there's different strategies for everybody yeah yeah that's I, a good point i think where that's an important point is if you're restructuring that 400 dollars or so uh and you have a concern over whether it's covid or you're restructuring your portfolio for retirement or something else 
again, another reason to consider this, because if you have one, two, three, four or five properties and you can find four to $500 of cash flow, as we see rental values potentially continue to grow, uh, that's a lot of money in your pocket in the, in the grand scheme of things, not to mention, I mean, your property is taxable, your income on the property yeah. is taxable. You know, so there's a, there's a lot of key benefits there from, from the tax strategy too. We don't need to get too deep on that, but that is a big reason why people keep those leveraged right to 80% sure. is from the tax advantage. Um, and just the, the savvy investor knows that you can compound wealth a lot quicker with more property. Yeah. And I mean, just talking about all this, just, they got to bring up, this is why it's so important to have the right type of product on these properties. Like we're talking about being able to refinance to take advantage of re-amortizing or getting a lower interest rate or pulling money out. If you're in, say, a five-year fixed mortgage with a big bank or, or it's a restrictive product and you have a $30,000 penalty, like maybe it doesn't make sense and maybe you can't do it, right? So typically for investment properties, we push variable all day because, so it can be liquid, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and to that point, that's where the product matters. That's where the person matters. Just to go back to this, since we broker two banks and two other institutions, it's not the name brand that matters, but the plan and the strategy. And a reminder, guys, if you're listening to this, typically, if we're working with many of these big banks, we don't charge a fee to do this. Like this is what we do is to help our clients save money and structure their, their debts accordingly. So good point, Derek, for bringing this up. Let's jump into potential opportunities. And, and I just want to just basically explain when we talk about potential opportunities here we're going to go a little bit based off of more from a, a mortgage perspective uh, less from a real estate perspective here today for that reason we'll bring in some experts to talk about what's happening in the industry and, and what's going on but we'll just talk about what we're seeing people consider right now on the lending side and I'd like to jump in and just quickly talk about new developments being particularly hot again right now and pre-sales pre-sales and now from an investment standpoint, can I answer the question as to whether you're you're purchasing the rest the, the best pre-sale property? No, and I'm not going to talk about that with you today. That's where your your you know real estate agent should come in or your due diligence should come in. But what I can talk about is why I think we're seeing a lot of people consider this from an investment standpoint. And that comes back to literally the top three topics we just spoke about, which is accessing the capital in your other properties to get access to the money to be able to actually purchase these these investments. So you can basically, in many situations, buy, like we've seen them really, really hot in, in Kelowna on the high rises and so forth, really starting to pick up. And you can you can get the you know 10% deposit or 5% deposit right from your line of credit and literally pay interest for the next two to three years while this thing is getting built and hopefully appreciating. And so I'm seeing a lot of that right now. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that's huge. And like you said, it's a, it's a very staggered process for the most part, or if you're getting in at the beginning, typically it's just that upfront deposit, and then it can be one to four years in some situations, right? So you have a lot of time to plan getting into those, but getting qualified before you give that deposit is super important, and actually knowing that it's going to work when the time comes. Um, on my side, we've seen a ton of upsizing, so people getting out of strata properties and into detached with a suite for a very similar cost. We've actually done some scenarios where people are selling, say, a townhouse, getting into detached with a suite, and it's costing them less now that rates have dropped so much. Um, and there's obviously multiple benefits there. You're getting into detached. There's no strata. There's strata issues right now, right? Strata insurance, which is causing strata fees to go up, uh, and a lot of people are scared of that. A lot of people are actually starting to see that implement right now because insurance policies are coming up 
uh, and the cost is increasing along with their strata fees. So we've been doing a ton of that, helping people get into detached. I mean, the rental income, especially where we live, is you know a 650, 700 square foot suites renting for 1,200 bucks a month. That can be half your mortgage payment. Yeah, no, it's a good point. One thing we've seen, we saw a lot at the first phase of COVID was the safety reserve. So people just refinancing to have cash available for an opportunity that they maybe didn't know was going to present themselves or not. They just wanted to be ready and have that money to, to act. And I see, I see that continuing just because people don't know what's coming, whether it's a second wave and, you know, values drop or, you know, there's another big wave in the, in the stock market, just whatever it is, just the purpose of having cash to invest. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to see that like the savvy investor, the, the real estate investor, they're, they're continuing to think about that. Yeah. And, and to follow up on both those points for the opportunities, I think what we know right now to Derek's point and, and to yours, Dean, is that land value is, is at all time high. Uh, we're seeing people understand the importance of it, whether they're literally just purchasing land or purchasing detached homes with suites that even in the future have um, rezoning potential and uh, building potential on it. Uh, one thing I want to make a note about that we're seeing people look out for, which is an opportunity on the point of strata uh, and avoiding it, is multi-unit investment properties. Now, there's a limited amount of duplexes and triplexes and fourplexes and, and so forth in the lower main land it's not the never been really the hottest commodity down here when compared to the east coast and many other areas of the country but where we have seen opportunities is places where people are willing to spend the time and energy to make a dual suite out of rental property or investment property and uh, purchase a house with land um, from long-term value perspective they own the land of course and uh, earn rental income from two properties and we're seeing that all over the lower mainland on the island we've had you know matt bateman come on the the podcast a few weeks ago he talked about this as well and so i think there's a lot to be said about people who are purchasing and and quite literally uh if you have access to the capital you know avoiding uh the strata and just you know you're willing to do the work yourself if you will which there's pros and cons to that um but definitely going forward i think we're going to see a little bit more of that happening and i think you're also going to see more renters who may have otherwise purchased or rented a condo considering renting even a a, a suite that's dual suited because of the yard and access to yard, especially if it's a dual uh, rental property, right? Yeah, and that was back to I, kind of the point I was thinking about when I was talking about upsizing. Like, if there's the ability to upsize your rental property for something that's a little bit more desirable, like a property that has its own yard, you're going to get higher rent. You're going to get a better renter, most likely, right? So if you can if you can do that or you can find that opportunity, um, single family, you can never go wrong. So true. So We're true. Not making more land. The renter well, just has to mow the lawn. That's the <laughs> yeah. issue. Or, yeah. <laughs> or build it into the cost and have uh yeah have weed man stop by once there you go there you go definitely some other considerations that you have to think about and you got to be someone who's gonna be a little bit more hands-on or or have the ability to hire a uh, a property manager who takes care of all that for you. But uh, I think that's it, guys. We could probably go on about refinancing uh, forever, um, but we want to leave some juice for some future episodes for sure. Uh, so if you guys like the podcast today in the live, because we are live on, I think, Instagram and Facebook and everything else, um, definitely make sure to subscribe, like, follow, love, all the buttons, click them all. Give us some feedback because it really helps us to know if we're doing a good job. We got some awesome feedback actually from one of the last few episodes 
episodes and actually a few different pieces. I won't say names right now, um, but uh, one piece of feedback that someone gave us was uh, that they wanted us to really share with people a bit more about our service and the fact that we actually in most circumstances don't charge a fee and we act like a concierge to help you get your mortgage from your own bank. And so we actually had someone specifically reach out to us and say how thankful they were for, for finding us through the podcast and they wanted us to know and talk to other people about that. So we definitely wanted to point that out if you're listening and you enjoy the show. So aside from that, if you guys just enjoy the show, just let us know and uh, thanks for checking us out.